praying supernaturally, but with results. And I can just tell you this, as results are coming in like nobody's business right now. Uh, um, if you're sitting in my office, honestly, real time, just testimonies come in. It's like, I'm like, look, it's just the people that are just taking a little bit of time to do this every day, I'm telling you, their lives are changing like fast. And so uh, that's what I want you to get is, is, uh, is really to pray with results, okay? And so all I can tell you is, is uh, this is the most important part I do every day. And uh, um, I finally feel like it's all coming together for me. Like, oh, I get it. And it was really just trying to unravel all the religion I had. Because I think kids are born into innocence and they, and they know God perfectly. They, like I said, we don't, we don't, this whole lie of separation is just weird. Is we don't, when that baby's born, we don't go, wow, what a sinner. You know? And somehow we've got this weird theology that they jump out of Christ at the age of accountability. Like, no, no, no. He, he's in and through and withholds the universe together, is what it says. And science gets that. That's what I love. So we're just trying to get Christians back to. I know there's this big argument. I go, they're the same thing, if you understand it. Is uh, the real scientists, not the guys that have an agenda, and the Christians that don't have agenda all agree. The Christians that have an agenda fight, they fight the science guys in both. So anyway, I just think if I can, the reason I love science guys is because I was brought up like this. It's just blind faith. Well, some of us need a little bit more. Is any, any, that's kind of me. You know, I'm like, wait, why? What? It's kind of, why do I have to learn 3,000 genus species of plants? Why? If I'm a medical doctor, David, did you ever use that in your clinic? Did you have to take botany or no? Jeez, <laughs> you're better than I am. I, was just, I just quit. I was like, no. So can, I, can I learn about airplanes and still be a doctor? All day. Make me an aeronautical engineer. That's what, that was my whole story at, at the Air Force Academy. And then I met her, and it all went downhill from there. There's no studying involved whatsoever. So, uh, <laughs> all right, let's get after it. Let's go. Let's, okay, just a little, uh, a, a little review. Acts 17, 28. This is the whole story. Paul's talking to the, the, the heathens. He's talking to the, the, the Greeks and the pagans at Mars Hill. And he says, for in him, what is, if I say I'm in the house, what does it mean? I'm in the house. Does that make sense? So if I'm in him, am I ever outside of him? Am I ever separated from him? Did sin ever separate me from him? No, the elders said it is. But the, the scripture doesn't say that, but the elders say that. So in him we live, so we have our life. This is what Paul was saying. It's no longer I that live. I realize he's in me and I'm in you and, and the Holy Spirit's in me. In that day that's been hidden for ages, but now is revealed. So it says all through the ages this has been a truth, but it's now revealed as Christ in you, the hope of glory. The anointing in you. Does that make sense? So for in him we live and move and exist, and that literally exist in King James. Uh, it says have our being, I think. But literally, if it's the Greek word, I may, it says, in him I am. This is a review from last week. Isn't that cool? So I love Beth's song that we just sang, as he is, so are we in this world. That's real, guys. That's real. As he is, so are we. And I'm just trying to, to, to get for me, as well as you guys, to go, man, if the whole world is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God, then let's be the ones to manifest. Does that make sense? And I, I was taught we need to pray and fast and do things and beg God and finally, he'll move. You guys can believe that? I mean, that's what we were taught, wasn't it? Get the prayer chain together, and then God will move. Yeah, if you're good. Martha, you're not. You and I. We're, <laughs> I had that a lot. You, over here. You know, my mother's taught at the same school, so that was not good. You guys grow up in a little school like that? 
Like, how does my mom know already? I'm not even to the principal's office and she's there. Like, how does she know this? It's like intuitive, you know? So moms get this stuff. So, and here's what he says, as some of your own poets have said. So he's talking to pagans. He said, your own poets have said, we are his genos. We carry his genes. I want to show you this. This is from Francois de Soie. He posted this on Facebook the other day. I have no idea how to pronounce that Jewish name. Um, Yeshayahu Rubenstein, right? I butchered it, I'm sure. But he's a molecular biologist. Again, I don't want to pronounce that. Somewhere. Some nice French Jewish name. <clears throat> Researched human DNA cells. When looking at DNA in a microscope, you guys know what DNA is, right? The double helix? Right? Remember all that? The, the proteins on the genes on the outside and the cytosine, guanine in the middle? So... They look like two spiral springs around and attached to each other. You found that along the whole DNA, there are bridges. You guys, you know, if you see that DNA, there's little bridges across each one, right? That hold it together, those two strands that keep the spirals from detaching, thereby keeping the cells alive, keeping us alive. Looking closer, he says he saw a pattern in these bridges. So every 10 amino acids, there would be a bridge. And then every, every uh, five amino acids, there would be a bridge. Six amino acids, bridge. Five amino acids, then the pattern revealed itself. He tried to figure out what this pattern meant, and he was in awe. Light came through him in a microscope. So 10 is, the, is the, uh, the Hebrew number for 10 is yud. It's a hand, right? And the, the number five in Hebrew is hey, right? Typically associated with grace, this window that can be anything. Sixth is vav, the nail, right? And five again is, hey, grace. So literally the DNA says, yud hey vav hey Yahweh. Isn't that cool? I think that's so cool. And then I was kind of, I was, I was looking around on the, on the internet on this, and there's this knucklehead on there. He's like, see, this moves me more than almost anything, this kind of stuff. Like how fearfully and wonderfully made. And then this guy was like, we should not be excited about this because the only place we can get infallible truth is scripture. And I just want to beat my head against this rock sometimes. Like, what is wrong with that? And that's where I'm like, for the first 400 years when they didn't have it, you, they didn't have any truth? That's goofy to me. So I think this is cool, don't you? Awesome. And you, some of you guys have heard Joseph Prince say that, yud hey vav hey. Yud is the hand, grace, nail, grace. The hand of grace nailed in grace is Yahweh. Because that 10 is hey, or yud, the hand. Picture of a hand. And then hey is grace. Vav is the nail. The hand of grace nailed in grace. Yahweh. Anyway, cool. So what I'm trying to show you is he's in and through and withholds everything by himself. Let's go to this next scripture. I want to, um, let's go to this next slide because I want to spend some time prayer. All right. This is, this is Colossians. You guys know all these scriptures too that um, this is out of mirror translation. So, verse 12, Colossians 1.12. We are grateful to the Father who qualified us to participate in the complete portion of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He re rescued us from dominion, which is exousia. Uh, and that's important, as you'll see here in his translation. A darkness, the sense-ruled world dominated by the law of performance. So the sense-ruled world is what? World. What we can see, feel, touch, taste. Their senses. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, the rational human being. I think you all agree that there's something bigger than what we can see with our eyes and ears, isn't it? I mean, we all, all agree with that? And if we, just take the, if we just boil prayer down to its simplest form, what is prayer? Prayer is we're trying to connect with a source bigger than us for something we desire, if we really 
boil it down to its simplistic form, isn't it? There's something in our life we, don't, we would prefer not to have, and so we're trying to connect with God to change it. I mean, is that, that prayer to you? I mean, most of the time, that's what we do, right? And so, uh, anyway, so darkness, the sense-ruled world dominated by the law of performance, that's good, bad, that's good, evil. So, um, let, me, let, me, let me share it like this. Is, uh, we have this idea that God judges good, bad, etc., but God's only good. So where does the darkness come? Our own misunderstanding, right? It's not an external force that we have to battle. It's, and, and if you have to believe that, at least believe they're under your feet. You've heard me say that. It's not, I'm not battling demons. Like, that's not my struggle. Does that make sense? My struggle is what? My own heart and what I believe, right? That's the struggle. So the darkness was, well, let me keep reading. But here's an interesting one is... Um, uh, we were just talking about this back in the sound booth. Is, is, I'm, I'm with a lot of Christian business guys sometimes, and hopefully you'll understand this. And they'll go, God will bless you if he knows what you're going to do with the money. Doesn't that sound righteous and religious? Yeah. I go, eh. He doesn't judge that. That sounds great, but it's not how it works. Does that make sense? There's, there's plenty. How many of you guys know people who are not Christus businessmen that crush Christus businessmen's results? Well, who's blessing them? And I was taught, the devil. <laughs> Good Lord, you know? The sense. <laughs> so, so our darkness was what? Was we didn't know the truth about us, if we keep reading this. And so he rescued us from the dominion, the exousia, the power of darkness, the sense-ruled world, and relocated us into the kingdom where the love of the sun rules. Darkness is not a force. It's the absence of something. Darkness is good and evil is something, very thing that we brought up. And it's, he's like, no, I'm only good. That's what Paul got that revelation. He goes, there's one spirit. So there's not bad spirits that we need to deal with. There's one spirit. He goes, there's one spirit, one family, one name, one baptism, and you're in it. And he's talking to pagans when he's telling them that. It's actually beautiful. So um, you guys get that? It's not a force. The darkness is the wrong belief that you've believed about yourself or believed about God. Because God's only good. A darkened understanding veiled the truth of our redeemed design from us. <clears throat> design from us. What empowered darkness was the lie. See, the only power of exousia is a lie we believe about ourselves. Now, I will give you this. is We are so fearfully, wonderfully made. If we believe the wrong thing about God, what are we going to manifest in our lives? The wrong thing about God. God allows that. It's really kind of interesting. Is he's like, yeah, I, I, I let you really do have free will. And I think that's the biggest struggle for most of us. Is like, if God's all-powerful, is he all-powerful? Yes, but he moves through what? Us. So when we say, yes, Lord, I, I, I will participate in divine protection, then we start to participate in it. It's always available. Does that make sense? But I think we have this deal like, why didn't God intervene? it's hard. It's not how it works, guys. It's when we start to go, yes, I agree with that. Follow me? Does that make sense? So, and I was sharing this testimony about your pregnancies, the last two pregnancies, is she had no labor the last two pregnancies. We just started to use our brain a little bit. Like, wait a minute, even if it was Old Testament where it says the woman's going to have pain and all this stuff, I'm like, would a loving father do that? All you, all you dads that saw your daughters give kids, would you go, man, that's so great that she's struggling and in pain right now. 
So awesome. Don't give her an epidural. Is that goofy? So we think that's God because it was in the scripture, right? So finally she's like, wait a minute. No, no, no. We're not going to go into labor. We're just going to have a baby. That's what, we, that's what we focused on. Does that make sense? And so some of you guys know that story. So the last child we had, she was 23 hours after delivery, and she was on an airplane going to Los Angeles. She goes, I feel great. Where's the Popeye's chicken and red beans and rice, right, Sue Miko? <laughs> that's what we had. She's, three hours after having the baby, we were on our couch, and, sh- and she's like, I feel awesome, man. Go get me some red beans and rice and Popeye's chicken. I go, that's my woman, man. So, so let's go. So is that cool? Is that cool? I'm not showing that to brag. I'm like, that's who we are. Does that make sense? Anyway, all right. So what empowered darkness was the lie. So if we, hey, if we believe we're going to have all this labor, what's going to have? Have all that labor. So, and especially when a doctor tells you you're going to have it, what do you believe? Well, that's what I have to believe. Would a loving father do that to you? No. So I think we have to question our belief systems a little bit. What would love do? Does that make sense? And Jesus showed us. Jesus, did he ever punish anybody? Did he ever judge anybody for their behavior? Never. The only guys who judged were the religious people who said, God will judge you if you have bad behavior. He's like, would you get off it? You whitewash tombs. You, you act like you're so good, but I know your private life. Does that make sense? So he goes, why are you putting un- difficult conditions on people that you yourselves can't do? So if you ever give me, if I start giving you uh, unrealistic things that I myself can't do, just call me. Your father's the devil, you whitewashed tomb you. And I'll, I'll know what you mean. <laughs> and I'll, I'll be honest, I'll be like, oh yeah, you caught me, good. Because it's, it's easy to slip into judgment, isn't it? It really is, it's fascinating. So, but who, who gets the brunt end of the stick when we judge? We do. Because we start judging others, and then all of a sudden we say, like, oh, well, you're not that cool either. Does that make sense? So we start to feel judged and guilty. It's really fascinating. So the word exousia is sometimes translated authorities from ek, the origin, out of is what ek means, and I may, I am. So we were out of I am. Isn't that cool? That's why, yeah, yeah, I, I got to get going. So the word exousia is sometimes translated authorities from ek and the, out of I am. Thus, I was confused about who I am until the day that I heard and understood the grace of God in truth as in a mirror. Isn't that cool? So, darkness is not an external power against us, despite all the spiritual warriors in here. Um, you guys will be casting out demons and everything else. We'll be sawing logs, enjoying life. Honest, right? So, because we see something, we understand that, no, we were out of him. The darkness was we have to fight some external thing and we were separated. That was the lie. That was darkness. And uh, that, that's why I believe we have 40,000 denominations in Christianity, because we're all trying to figure out how to do it versus what's always been true about us. Does that make sense? So, all right. So, once we see the light, has, is everything he is, so we saw that, right? We are in him, in and through and have our being. Everything that's already created, everything God is, all of his power, all of his thoughts, everything he is, we're swimming in it at all times. It's, we're not separated from him ever. That's what union means. That's why we take communion. Does, does that make sense? Is this helping you guys at all? It's, the, it's this really bizarre thing. So it, when we're praying, we're not trying to get God to move. And I think that's how most people look at prayer. They're, they're begging a distant God, somehow separated from you. I'm like, no, no, no. He's in and through and withholds the whole creation together. He's, he's everything he has and everything he is, is is available at all times. You guys getting this? So I'm trying to show you we're not separate from anything. 
Out of him we are, and as he is in this world, so are we. So Jesus didn't come to, uh, Jesus really came as us. He's like, this is, what, this is what sonship looks like, guys. Does that make sense? We didn't have children for them to obey us. Did we? We're weird. And I think that's most of people's Christians' life. Like, you better obey God. Bizarre, actually. When a husband and wife come together in intimacy and have a child, like Barbara and I didn't go, hey, let's have this intimate, amazing thing and produce servants so they can obey us. What a bizarre thing. So why, why do we have kids? So they can fellowship in what we have. And so the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit in Hebrew is feminine. So a husband and wife come together, what do they produce? A son. Does that, does that make sense? So it was all relational from the beginning. Baxter Kruger does a great job of that. So everything the Father has, the only darkness is we think we're separate and need to beg God for anything, which is not true. He goes, I've already blessed you with all things that pertain to life and godliness. It's already available at all times. You guys get this? All right, let's go to the next slide. So I think once you get it, you'll be excited. So continuing that, Colossians 1.14, in, in God's mind, mankind is associated where? In Christ, not outside. And they, you got to jump through hoops to get him back in. It was kind of weird. How are you alive if he wasn't there already? If he's the only source of life and holding your heart together, how did I become alive when he jumped in? Was I not alive before? It's weird, isn't it? But I was taught all that because... Anyway, from that high, you're taught in Sunday school, man. All right, so in his blood, we, we were ransomed. Our redemption was secured. Our sins, this is the most important part, I think, right here. Our sins, or hamartia, were completely done away with. So the word sin is the word hamartia, from ha, which is a negative or no, and meros, portion or form. Thus, to be without your allotted portion or without pointing to the disoriented, distorted, bankrupt identity, the word meros is the stem of morph. As in 2 Corinthians 3.18, the word metamorph, what does metamorph mean? Change. <clears throat> with form is the opposite. So uh, metamorph is with form. Sin, hamartia, is no form. You're not participating in the inheritance. Does that make sense? So when we look at the, the prodigal son story, neither the, there's, there's really two ends of this thing. The older brother, he goes, I've served you my whole life. Was he in the house? I served you, was he, was he a son? Yes, I've served you my whole life father, and you haven't given me anything. What was the father's response? Don't you get it? Everything I have has always been yours. And then the other, which is most Christians, they go run around and think, oh, my bad behavior. I don't even qualify for anything anymore. Was he still a son? He was still a son. Never separated from the father, right? In fact, it says the father was eagerly waiting with that anticipation. Man, I can't I can't wait for you to come back. And he come, he, so the, the younger brother comes back not thinking he deserves anything, which is most Christians, because they, they disqualify themselves because they still have these little things that they don't want to tell people about. So they think, I'm not worthy, right? Or you're the older brother, you think, at least I don't do that sin, I qualify. And you're wondering why that sinner is like being blessed out of their socks. Because they're going, I can't do anything, Lord, so I guess I'll just receive it all. And he's like, that's what I'm after right there. Inheritance of everything I have. You guys get it? So, but once the, once the son came and he came face to face with the father again, did the father go, no, get your faith up, repent a little more, stop sinning, what did he do? Didn't even let him talk. Gave, yeah, he said, put the slippers on, put the ring on. I forgot my ring, I noticed that today, I was like, oh, I forgot my ring. 
<laughs> and now I just did it again. Act like there's a ring there. So, uh, and he put the royal, the best robe is what it said. Did he deserve any of it? No, but if you have either one of those belief systems, you're hamartia. That's sin. Anything that is not faith is sin. It doesn't say if you're a bad boy, then, you don't, then you're bad. It says when you don't believe your inheritance and who you are, that you're a son of God, that is hamartia, without form and inheritance. Does that make sense? And metamorph means I have form. And that's why it says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. When we renew our mind, we can transform everything in our life. You guys get it? That's what I'm trying to get at. That's where he tells you everything is, is your heart and mind. So anyway, sin is to live out of the context with the blueprint of one's design. He designed you as perfect, infallible, uh, in him as a son. Now, where did we fall down? We believed the lie. We believed we weren't worthy and that somehow God was angry on a mountain and not in us. Does that make sense? All right, so sin is not behavior. Man, that's hard for people to get. Now, I'm not telling you to run around and go sin. I'm telling you, when you really realize that, uh, here's Paul. This is kind of crazy. For like, Paul goes, all things are okay. Doesn't he say that? What are you trying to say? He said, I'm not saying anything that Paul didn't say. Paul said, all things are okay. They're just not that valuable. See, Paul got it. Does that make sense? It's not good and bad in itself itself because God's not that way. He's like, I'm only good. I only see good. So when we go mess up, what does he see? Good. Isn't that weird? Sin is, I disqualify myself because I've got bad behavior. He did, never disqualified you. You disqualified you. Does that make sense? That's why, that's why these rock stars and movie stars that, have, that, that, that want a million miles away from Christ, but they believe in this God that loves them. It's really fascinating. And... Uh, they make millions of dollars. But it's the devil doing it because they did a Ouija board that night. I'm like, God, the, if I hear that kind of stuff anymore, I'm just done with all that. It's just like, really? We can't come up with anything better than that? You know, like, that's just sad to me. So it's believing we are not perfectly loved sons, that we need to work and work harder and do all these things instead of freely receive from the Father, the firstborn. Oh, if, I didn't even read it. In him, again, there's the end. The image and likeness of God is made visible in form. So if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father and the Holy Spirit, and he'll never change. Does that make sense? And Jesus went straight to the sinner and looked at them face to face and never judged them. He will never change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Does that make sense? He's the, he's the good father sitting on the thing, said, let the children come sit on my lap. And what were the religious people doing? Oh, he's holy, that man of God. Don't let him touch him. And he's like, until you become like a child, you won't get this. What did the child believe? He's loving, he's gracious, he heals, he provides. That's who we are in the Father's house. Does that make sense? All right, you guys getting this? Okay, so invisible form in the order that everyone may recognize their true origin in him. Their true origin was where? In him. So when the Jews were like, hey, uh, Jesus, you got this all wrong. And when I was sharing this with a couple of guys, I'm convinced that if Jesus walked into almost... Every elders meeting in this country, he would get kicked out. They wouldn't recognize him. I believe that with all my heart, guys. I'm not trying to criticize. It's just like the guys who knew scripture the most missed Jesus. Nothing's new under the sun. Don't you think they're going to miss him again? I believe they're going to miss him. I really do. He'll come in and, and uh, they'll be like, oh, you can't say that. Oh, okay. I'm, he'll have to bend down on the, right on the ground again. It's like, you guys are trying to teach me. I'm the guy who wrote it. 
right? So, in him, the image and likeness of God is made visible in human form. He's trying to show us as us. This is what redeemed mankind is. Redeemed. He's always deemed us worthy. He had to redeem us worthy. Re means again. So we, never, we were never outside of worthiness. Does that make sense? Our own heart was outside of worthiness, so we need to be redeemed. You guys get it? That's the whole parable where he had to bury it twice and all that. So, <clears throat> that we may recognize our true origin in him. He is the firstborn over how much of the creation? All creation. Now, what does firstborn mean? You guys, what does firstborn mean? The oldest in the family, the firstborn, got a double portion so he could take care of the whole family. So Jesus is the firstborn of all creation. So he has enough inheritance to give you and I what? The whole inheritance. Hallelujah, man, once you get that. That's what that's talking about. Does that make sense? So he's going, listen, you guys don't understand your origin. I'm trying to show you that I'm in and through and the creator of all humanity, and I'm redeeming you, and sin is not believing that you're worthy and you're not my son, that you have to work for it, which is the slave mentality, which was Old Covenant. Just go read Galatians 4. Um, you know, oh, I don't have time for that. Man, I get going and I just get excited about this stuff. Oh, geez, okay, all right. So sin is not behavior, it's believing we are not. In fact, I told these guys, if I run long, I want you to get on the microphone and go, get off the stage. And I go, people will clap. They go, yes, stay on point. So it's believing we are not perfectly loved sons that we must work for things instead of freely receive everything from the Father and firstborn. All right, let's get, hit the next slide. You guys doing okay? All right, here we go. I just wanted to show you scriptures because then you won't throw me out and go, he's not following the Bible. Um, both scripture and science tell us all the same thing. All things are possible to him who believes. Isn't that what he said? And like the neuroscientists, all the scientists, they go, hey, we, we live in this infinite possibility. The quantum is, we live in this infinite possibilities that are held together by grace and love. That's pretty fascinating, isn't it? And so anyway, and, we're, and it's available at all times. You possess everything you'll ever need for life and godliness. That's what scripture says. You've been blessed with how many spiritual blessings? All, meaning it's not from your earthly family, guys, where you were blessed. It was from your heavenly father. You're his origin. So you have all the spiritual blessing. Unfortunately, Christians will go, yeah, your life's going to suck here, but it's going to be good when you get to heaven. That's not what spiritual blessing means. Does that make sense? If that's what it means, then why don't we just all punt and get out of here, which is really the Left Behind series, which is sad. So <clears throat> you possess everything you'll never need for life and godliness. That, so Joe Dispenza, I love this. So this. If you want to go look at this, this was an interview on Inspire Nation. You can go Google this on YouTube. So here's, some of you guys know his story. So he was a chiropractor, and uh, I love his stuff. Just, I love it. And Dave just bought Becoming Supernatural. It's, and I'm just going, the church is going to become supernatural, man. I'm not going to let the scientists have all the fun, right? So, but they get it, guys. They're, they're reversing stage four cancers in four days. I'm like... We got the prayer chain going for eight years and can't move a mouse, man. So, because I think we're not doing it right. I think we've got this misunderstanding of prayer, and I'm going to teach you how to do it with supernatural results, because that's what I want. If, 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 if we're just here to hear a sermon, like, nice speech, I'm like, I've failed miserably, man. I'm like, what a waste of time. Let's go to Maui. Like, it's more fun. So, <clears throat> like an elders meeting in Maui, I'm picking Maui every time, man. Just like, I don't want to be around those grumpy old guys. So... So here's the interview. Oh, I have to tell you a story. So he's a chiropractor. He's doing a, a triathlon, and uh, he gets hit by a, a truck in the back of his bike and launches him, and he compresses six vertebrae into, like, mush. 
And so he's a chiropractor, so he knows the spine. And goes to four surgeons, and they go, hey, listen, you need a steel rod put in your back just so you're not a quadriplegic because you don't have anything there that the spine can separate, and you're like, you'll never walk again. But if you don't have this surgery to ensure you'll never walk again, you could become a quadriplegic. So he said, here's his story, which I love. This is, this is where I'm trying to teach you to tap into him, the, the divine life. Does that make sense? So here he is. He goes, I'm laying face down in a hospital bed, and this thought comes to me. Hey, there's something out there that loves me enough to keep me alive because I know I can't keep myself alive. That's good logic to me, isn't it? That's good logic. The Christians will go, you better accept him because he's not keeping you alive until he jumps back in you. So he's like, hey, there's something I'm going to see. That, that, that thing that loves me, that, and this is where Christians get weirded out because they don't call it what we call it. We would call it Jesus, the Holy Spirit. We would, we're in him. And they call it the universe, infinite intelligence. I don't care really what you call it. They all kind of get the idea that it's, it's fueled by love and grace. They get that. So he goes, hey, there's something that loves me enough. I bet it knows how to heal me. If it created me, and I'm like, that's good logic again. So he said, he was told he would never walk again. So he said, I would just sit there and visualize, because he was a chiropractor, the six vertebrae. I would, like, 360 degrees, I would, vert, I would picture it as perfectly whole, etc. And then I started to picture myself going, man, I'm going to be, instead of a wheelchair, I'm going to be on a Southern California beach watching the sunset with my feet in the water. That would be so awesome. I'd be so thankful if that actually happened to my life. And he goes, in nine weeks, I was completely whole. Ten weeks, I was working out again. Eleven weeks, I was back in my clinic. So, so he sells everything. And he says, I'm going to spend the rest of my life figuring this out and teach people how to do this because there's something out there that loves them infinitely more than they even understand. Is that cool? Like, that would preach, actually. Get you thrown out of an elders meeting, but that preaches. So, uh, like, that's really good. And so he sold everything, was a neuroscientist. And that's where I'm like, you weren't here. But I go, I love this stuff. So thanks for letting me. This is, I'm feeling both dreams now. Like, I've always been excited about that. Because I, I just intuitively knew somehow. That's just God plants gifts in you guys that this is what you want to do with your life. So anyway, so here's what he says. When living by the senses, isn't that what Colossians just said? Hey, stop look, stop. Stop looking by the senses, guys. There's something more real than what we see with our minds and, and uh, our eyes and our physical things. When living by the senses, we think we have to create our future by willpower. This would be this. Get a good education and then what? This could be, hey, if you, if you don't do this and you do do this, God will bless you. It's not how it works. So that is matter trying to change matter. So Man, I want you to get this. So matter trying to change matter. That's me exerting willpower to somehow get a result in my life. Does that make sense? And how, how the scientists talk about it, it's Newtonian physics. You guys probably remember this. Anything that has mass attracts mass. It's the law of gravity. Remember that in high school? Force equals MGG. I don't I was near an nautical engineer, so I had to know all this goofy stuff. So... I didn't have to take botany, though, praise God. So <laughs> mass attracts mass. Do we all agree with that? So this is where Christians get freaked out again. It's like they're teaching the law of attraction. I'm like, mass attracts mass. Whatever that mass is attracts mass. Does that make sense? So then Einstein comes along and he goes, wait a minute. There's something even beyond all of that that's outside of even the speed of light. Energy attracts mass. You guys getting this? So I can either do it by willpower or I can do it by the Spirit. 
And in the spirit, this is what's so crazy to me. I love this stuff. So matter trying to change matter is cause and effect. It, it's, it's like this too, which I don't, I, you probably don't agree with me. If you smoke camel straights your whole life, what's going to happen? I saw my family smoke camel straights their whole life and get pig out like this and have perfect health. Because we didn't say nonsense like that. Some of you guys don't even understand that. I just don't believe that. That's this lady who was trying to sell me on this product. I was like, I'm not interested in product. Because I understand that nothing with outside can affect me. It's what's inside that affects me. Does that make sense? Yeah, but... And she shows me this picture. Yeah, but this, was, this is the thing, and this was their eczema, and this one I said, I said, would you be surprised if I wouldn't ever have to take a vitamin and I could still get the same result? Yeah. End of conversation. So, matter trying to make matter, cause and effect, cause and effect, takes a lot of time for our dreams to come true. How many guys want miracles? Like now stuff. Does that make sense? In the spirit, there's no time. That's what God figured out, right? Or Einstein figured out. There's no time. So he goes, if you can, if you can break this invisible barrier of the speed of light, time stands still. And I believe that's where he says, I am the Alpha and Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. I'm no time. It's, I'm, I, I'm just pure me. I believe this. As I was sharing with these guys. Some of you guys may think I'm nuts, but um, I believe with, before I die, people are going to translate. They're going to go from here to London in no time versus, you know, from L.A. to London is this. Why do I believe that? Is uh, well, one, I see it in Scripture. Right? Jesus did it. And I understand this now. The more I study this neuroscience behind it, the, when we operate on anger, fear, worry, it's a really low energy, and we feel like crap. We feel earthy. We feel more like matter. And science has proven we are matter and energy at both at the same time. Does that make sense? So, but if you're, loving, if you're walking in perfect gratitude and love, what are you more like? A wave pattern, energy. That's why Jesus could walk right through walls. If you don't understand that, I'm just telling you, it's, it's, there's science behind it, which is really pretty cool. It's beautiful, actually. So I'm in for that, man, right? Although business class is nice. So it's like, like international is kind of fun, right, Brent? <laughs> when we flew to Africa, we all flew international business class. We were like, what was your favorite part of Africa? The plane trip. It was just awesome. Unlimited food, movies, you know, it was just like, there was Bear sitting in this big, you know, the lay-down seats. It was like, um... More Toblerone chocolate, please. <laughs> Surprised he didn't ask for a glass of wine with it. So, all right. So, when operating in the quantum field, what is quantum? Spirit realm. All things are possible, and there's no time and space because we're in and through. See, what we, we what we what we have to understand: everything He is is living and flowing through everything at one time, at all times. So everything he is, all of his power, all of his glory, all of his healing, all of his warmth, everything he has is not outside of us. Where is it? In us, through us, holding us together. It's available at all times. You guys get this? I know it's weird. Like, that's why it's so fascinating to me. So when operating in the quantum field and the frequency of your heart mind matches the frequency of any potential. So when you start getting, that's why I'm going to share with you like how to pray, why, why people do certain things, because there's actually a lot of science behind it. So when what you see in your mind matches an infinite possibility out there, listen to this, this. It collapses space and time and brings the event to you. Mass attracts mass. Is that the truth? Yes. Einstein goes, yeah, but there's something even deeper. Energy attracts material things. You guys get it? That's why there's an emotion when you pray. 
And most of it, we got us out of that. Well, your feelings don't matter. I go, I think they matter. The most important thing is how you feel. I believe that with all my heart. If we're praying out of total fear, not a lot's going to happen, guys. It's going to be long and take a long time for your child to come true because you're operating, your matter trying to push matter at that time. But you're operating in gratitude and love. What are you? That's where he operates because that's who he is. Does that make sense? And uh, uh, I don't know if my friend Tristan's here. He came in from, are you there, bud? So once you started doing this, how fast did you manifest something? Almost instantly. So how old are you, bud? 25? So he's like, Mike, I've been, I've been praying how you taught me to pray. And once I could settle myself down a little bit, the idea came where I'm not only going to retire at this age, I'm also going to be able to retire my wife in the next two years. My wife, his mom. See, I'm manifesting that for you, bro. Right? Hey, that's a sharp kid, and he's available, man. So anyway, all you ladies, that's a keeper right there. So uh, how'd they do, man? Okay? Yeah, okay. Isn't that cool, though? How many of you guys want that? And here's, here's what he said. He goes, it was in front of me the whole time. I just couldn't see it, or something like that. Isn't that what you said? Some variation of that. Sometimes I, I forget stuff, so is that pretty close? Okay. All right, so... I think that's really cool. What happens now? We would call that a miracle when somebody's instantaneously healed. But when we're operating in perfect gratitude and love, we bypass time, guys. Does that make sense? That's why we go, hey, and let's keep going. So whatever you truly experience in your imagination and emotionally feel will slow down in frequency and collapse into matter. Don't concern yourself with how this will get done. That's prayer right there, man, from a scientist. That is, that is Philippians 4 right there. Does that make sense? All right, let's get to this last part, and then we'll, we'll help you. There. All right, so I want to I spend some time with this. So, and I want to explain this. I, I'm going in a little more detail than I did last week. So why do we breathe in and out? Here, here's, there's multiple reasons. You don't have to do this if you think it's too weird, but I think we all intuitively know that if somebody's panicking as parents, if our kids are, are screaming and they're crying, and, and what do we do as parents? Just calm down and take a breath. Does that make sense? So why do we start breathing in and out and imagine it from our heart? What we're trying to do, guys, is once 5% of our brain typically, and scientists agree, 5 10%, whatever, they, they put these EEGs on, you know, the caps with all these wires, and they can see what part of your brain is moving and firing. Does that, does that make sense? So when we're worried about stuff, which is what most of us during the day, all day, oh, man, it's almost this, and the game's on. That's usually what I do. So... Stupid church. Whose idea is this, man? There's a fight tonight, Rumiko, right? <laughs> like, what a bad idea this was. So you get what I'm trying to say, right? We get distracted really quick. So the minute they can show you, the minute you, hey, just start seeing breath, like picture it in your mind as coming out of your heart area. That's just one way to do it. All they're really doing is if you ever watch somebody in hypnosis, they're just getting you to focus on something. Getting your mind off all the distraction of the day and getting you to focus on one thing, and they can show you immediately, like, <sighs> your heart and brain, they call it coherence, almost go into right away. And what you're doing is your analytical mind is, is calming down a little bit, and the other 95% of your brain starts to light up. That's where we get intuition. That's where, as soon as he could pray a little bit and take some breaths and relax in the morning, he goes, the idea to retire me and my mom was there all the time, and it just came to me like that. That's beautiful to me. And we can do all of that. So all your healing's available. All, anything you could ever desire is available. Anything's available at all time. Follow me? So 
<clears throat> so anyway, it slows down your analytical mind and allows you to reprogram. So the reason why hypnosis, if you watch it, is pretty interesting, is um, they, they will tell you this. So they go, as soon as we can get them out of their analytical mind, whatever your subconscious hears, it accepts as fact, and it's fast. So the minute you start breathing, guys, and just calm yourself down and seeing your breath go in and out, you're very, you can almost tell yourself anything. And your subconscious goes, I agree with that. So make sure you tell yourself really good things. Does that make sense? And most people pray like this, Lord, if it's your will, then make this happen. Your subconscious is going, you don't even believe it. You don't believe that. Right? You're begging me to do something that I freely do. I'm perfect love. Of course I would do that for you. So it's not, it's not his issue like he's moving for some people and not. It's us because we've been taught incorrect prayer in my opinion. Now, if this is offensive, I'm just like, I'm just telling you, try this, man. This stuff will happen to you. So you guys get it? And then the science behind it too, like Dave, if you read the Becoming Supernatural, there's really cool, when you start getting your spinal, the spinal fluid from the base of your uh, bottom right there all the way to in your brain, when you get that current flowing, it touches the pineal gland, which we talked about. And all of a sudden, all these chemicals that make you feel euphoric are released by the pineal gland. And we would call it this. We would call it, man, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Um, Because (laughs) these guys who know nothing about it get the same results, if not better. And they're just very perceptive to intuition, and they know things, and they get words of knowledge that we would call it as Christians, right? So when you do that, I'm just telling you, you you become really easy to reprogram. How many of you guys want some reprogramming in your life? I do for certain things, right? And it's really simple. The things that work really well in your life, how much do you think about it? That means you've got a program, your heart is already programmed that that works. The things that you're trying to willpower, work harder, struggle, etc., it means probably somewhere you got wrong thinking in there, hamartia, the, the wrong belief about you or him. But the good news is you can, it doesn't have to take years. Some people are like, I've been doing this for 70 years. I go, yeah, but you can get out of it in like seven minutes, guys. It's not really that difficult. You can collapse time. That's what he says, I restore all time. See it? Okay. So, it's re- there's, there's phys- you know, if you think that's all corny, then don't. I'm just telling you, you get better, faster results, and I'm into lazy, better, faster results. I really am. So, because I love to sleep. I, I, I love it, man. I love food, and I love to sleep, and this, the whole idea of pray all night and fast is just, you, you can have it. So, and again, as a loving father, I'd never tell my kids that. When my kids come home, what do I want to do? We're going to all go in our closet and not eat and drink, guys. See you in three days. We're going to have a great weekend. My kids will be like, what got into you? We went to church. <laughs> I'm trying to be funny so you don't get it, so it's not so offensive, but it's offensive to me, the stuff I used to be taught. I'm like, who? Anyway, so, all right. So then the next thing, I, once you get really aware, then the next thing I, I try to do is I just really try, and I'll do this with you. I'll help you walk you through it. I try to feel his love, his light start to flow through me and through every atom of my body. And this is exactly how you do it for people at a distance too, guys. Is you just imagine his, the Holy Spirit, just his love, his light, his everything he is, all of his wealth, all of his answers, all of his healing flow through every atom in that person's body that you're praying with if you're not praying for yourself. Does that make sense? And I don't know if you guys have ever seen, but if you've seen pictures like uh, Dispenza will have it in that book, if you ever take a, a picture of a human, they can measure the energy field. Some of you guys probably seen this from, if you have a magnet, remember this from physics, there's this 360 degrees energy field, right? The polarity of it, there's a positive. If you look at human beings, when they're, when they're nervous and worried, et cetera, it's like 
weird energy. When people do this, it's like this beautiful thing that moves out from them feet. Does that make sense? So what I would try to do, and I've just, what I've done, guys, is I've just taken all these things over the last year. This is how some people pray. This is how some people meditate. And this works for me. I'm not telling you this is the only way, but this works for me. Does that make sense? And I'm, I'm not into the hour-long meditating. I've got a game. And I think most of you are the same way. It'd be like hell to wake up and pray for an hour, wouldn't it? For most of you. I'm just trying to be honest. Is, is that fair? How many of you guys camp pumped up to pray for an hour? I'm just not into it. Yeah, I'm just, you, you can have it, man. So I'm just like, I can do it in seven minutes in. That's my deal. I don't have to take botany. That's my deal. So, so then you start, here's what I would try to do because you're very receptive to all this is just start to see that love coming out of your heart to go, you know what? I can just feel and sense that love touching everybody in my household. Oh, man. And then I can start touching everybody in my neighborhood. And not Sue, I want to shoot her Christmas bulbs out. <laughs> no, it's true. It helps me. So, like, okay, I'll only shoot one out. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> you know, and some is a joke. So, but honestly, I try to feel it move out. And then just keep going in what feels comfortable for you. you know, I've heard a lot of these guys who pray, they go, I feel it expand like to Jupiter. And as far as I can, just, I would just go and start imagining where it goes until... You feel comfortable, kind of like, oh, man, that feels good. Does that make sense? Now you're really receptive. And so that's what I would do is, hey, find something of gratitude. And anybody will tell you, gratitude and love, when they, when they measure the energy coming off a body, when somebody's in energy, gratitude and love, the energy that they're emitting goes off the charts. And they become more wave possibility where they're in, t- in touch with him who's spirit. Does that make sense? And not matter, earthly, worried about things. And then, hey, what are you grateful for? For me, I'm like, you know what? I'm so grateful. I'm with my, my, my wife and kids, and I'm so grateful I live in this country. I'm, I'm so grateful that he's good. Just start getting, you can kind of prime the pump. Just get yourself grateful for something. Does, does that make sense? It could be, it could even be, at least I'm not as bad as them. Find something to be grateful for. And now you're in a position to start really doing what you want to do. So, you know, find something that you want to change in your life. Well, what do you want to change? Whether it's finances, I think the big three, as you've heard me say, are finances. I, wanna, I don't want to live with pressure. I want to live knowing that everything's available at all times, which is what a child believes about his parents. I want to not have any idea of sickness and disease. Wouldn't that be nice to live that way? Well, everything is, is available at all times. And the other thing is I want to have intimate, loving relationships without guilt and shame. So you start seeing whatever you want to change in your life. And you start rehearsing in your mind as if it's already done. Like, wow, how would it feel if what you're praying for, the health problems, see yourself as already healed? How would it feel if Jesus came to you in that moment and said, you're perfectly healed? Most of you guys would go, oh, I'd feel so grateful. Exactly. Does that make sense? Lord, please, please bless me financially. Yet they haven't taken this time to really settle themselves down and feel the gratitude. What are they going to get? What's in their heart? You can pray till the cows come home. It takes a long time when you're not in the spirit is what we would call it. Does that make sense? But once you're in the spirit, it can manifest like that in, in a couple of days. He's like, I got the idea. And he shared it with me. I'm like, dude, that'll work. That'll work. He'll retire, he and his mom, this next two years. That's pretty cool. He'll be 27. Isn't it? Because it collapses time. Follow me? Is this making sense to you? 
And I'll walk you through it. So you see what you desire in your life, how it wants to be. So it's, you're not going, Lord, please heal me. You're seeing and picturing, just like Dispenza did, his vertebrae is perfectly healed. You're seeing that person perfectly whole and his love and his light flowing through every atom in his body or her, you know, when I'm praying for somebody. And I'm telling you that there's so much energy in that. Typically now, when I've really kind of understood this, I'm like, it's tangible. They can understand it. They can feel it. That's all emotion is. Emotion literally means energy in motion. Does that make sense? So you can feel it. And I would just come up with some things. Hey, would you feel joyful? Would you feel free? Would you feel unlimited? Would you feel bold? Would you feel, I'd be so thankful. The most powerful one is gratitude and love, guys. You just find something you'd be grateful for. Follow me? All right. So, and then just what, what he said, what's interesting, he goes, don't worry about where it comes from. Isn't that what scripture says? Hey, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, and the shalom of God, the unity of God, knowing that you're one with everything he has, will guard your hearts and minds. Now think on things that are lovely, grateful, etc. Doesn't it also say, hey, cast your cares to me, because I'll take care of it. Doesn't it say that? So Psalm 37, 4 and 5, what does it say? Hey, I'm going to place a desire in your heart. Just hang out with me, enjoy me as your, as your husband and loving father that I've made everything available already. You've been blessed with everything. And then what does he say? Roll it back over to me. Trust me and who's going to do it? He's going to do it. So literally, like you saw that girl manifest an unlimited shopping trip. What did she do? As soon as she started to worry about how it was going to happen, she was like, I would, I would start not having faith again. She's like, wait a minute, that's not my job. My job is to see it in my mind and feel it in my heart, and it will slow down the spirit into matter. Is that beautiful? All right, all right. So think about something that you want to change in your life, okay? You, you don't have to tell me. You don't have to confess your sin. God won't heal you unless you confess your sin. Weird. Wrong. <clears throat> not accurate. All things are possible at all times. Does, does that make sense? He's already blessed you with every spiritual thing, so he's not withholding anything. So anyway, and then think of, I just want you to know, hey, think of something that's, that you can be grateful for. All right, so let me just kind of walk. I'm going to sit down. Are you okay with that? You can sit down too. I just wanted to show you that. That's kind of cool. Now you can stand up, sit down, whatever you're comfortable. So hey, I'm just going to you know, breathe in. Just take some deep breaths and just imagine that breath coming in and out of your heart area. Like get your focus off all these things and, and just kind of see it going in and out. And you should start feeling almost euphoric, like you start to, your brain almost feels like it's tingling a little bit, which is really real, because all that's happening is you're getting a lot of oxygen to the brain, and your pineal gland's starting to get activated, and it releases all these good chemicals that make you feel better. All right. So, Father, we just thank you that, uh, that your perfect love, your warmth, everything you are, you're so gracious, you're so loving, you're so caring. Everything you are is flowing over the top of their head right now. They can start to feel it tingle in their scalp. They can start to feel it as it's going through every atom in their brain, inside every molecule. Oh, it feels so good, Lord. Thank you, Father, that your warmth, your healing, your graciousness, your perfect love is flowing through every atom of their body. They can start to feel it in their eyes, and start to feel it in their ears, their nose, their mouth. You can just start to feel it flow down their throat right now. It's touching every area of their throat, outside their throat, and it just feels good. 
You're so loving, God. You're so grateful for you. Just let it start to penetrate into their chest area, into their heart area. Just make it 100 times more powerful than normal, Lord. Just let them feel your love, your warmth flowing through every atom and molecule of your body. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just let any wrong beliefs of who they are and who you are just go away. Your perfect love, replace it with your infinite love, your perfection, your pure abundance, your pure healing, everything you are. So let it start going through their shoulders, through their arms, out through their fingertips, every part of those, their body, they can start to feel your warmth, your love. Let it just go through their abdomen, into their groin area. Just touch every part of their body. Thank you, Father, that it's so warm, you're so loving, you're so gracious. Everything you are is flowing through all of us. You withhold everything together by you. Just let it start to go through their, through their legs, their thighs, their knees, their calves, and just out through their toes. So every atom in their body is just feeling warmth, it's feeling love, it's feeling perfect gratitude. And just thank you, just kind of place your attention back on your heart where it's perfect love just flowing out and just see that love, that warmth, everything he is just extends and feel every area of all the people around you right now. And if you were at home, I would say, you know what, just let it start to feel every space in your house, all, all, the, all your loved ones in your house, your kids, your spouse, anybody there, just let them start to feel your warmth, your love, and just see it expanding out through their heart. And now it's starting to touch their whole neighborhood. They can actually sense it and feel it because everybody is withheld by you and connected to you. And there's no separation in the spirit. There's literally none. So Father, we just thank you that that warmth is extending about their whole neighborhood right now. Through the whole city of Colorado Springs or where these live, they can see it actually starting to flow out of them. Your perfect love and graciousness. We are your body. We just thank you that it's flowing out to them and it touches the, finally the whole state. That your perfect love, your warmth is just expanding out from them straight out of their heart. And I'll just think of something you're grateful for. So Father, I'm so grateful for my wife, my kids. I'm so grateful for these people. Oh, I'm so grateful that we get to teach millions of people around the world just how to live life full of life. They don't have to worry about sickness in their bodies, their minds. They can live in perfect divine health. We just thank you that we get to travel with most of these people here and just teach people this and expand everything you are and make it available to everybody. They just become aware of what they already have, that we get to stay in beautiful places as we travel and, and spoil people that would never do it on their own and we just get to do fantastic things for, for single moms and families in need and show them how good you are, Lord, that we can be this amazingly good body of Christ that just blesses like nobody's business. We just thank you for that. That's what you've made available to all of us. We're so thankful. We're so grateful, Lord. You're so good that you give everything. You don't withhold anything. You're so gracious that way. And then just whatever, guys, that you're, that you're working on, whether it's your, your health, your, your, hey, your abundance, or relationships, and just start to see it perfectly whole. Just imagine in your mind, what would you feel like if whatever you were desiring happened right now? So Father, we thank you that they have perfect health in Jesus' magnificent name. We're so grateful we can see them fully vibrant. It doesn't have to take a long time. You collapse all time. 
that right now they're starting to feel perfectly healthy. They're perfectly vibrant. Any wrong thoughts in their minds, they're literally just rewiring those neurons and replacing neurons that believe that they're perfectly healthy, they're perfectly whole, they're free from depression, they're free from anxiety, they're free from worry, and all they can feel is joy and gratitude and love. We thank you for that, Father. We thank you for that. And Father, we just thank you if they're, if, they're, uh, if they're looking at abundance, all things are possible. All things are possible. So we just thank you that we can, we can believe things. How would you guys feel if you made more money in a day than you've made in the last five years, in one day? How would you feel? How grateful would you feel? Would you feel unlimited? Would you feel abundant? Would you feel... You're amazing, Lord. If that resonates with you, think how grateful and joyful and abundant you'd feel. So we thank you that that's that's a possibility, Lord. We thank you that nothing is limited to us. All things are possible, that we can start to dream and believe and think those things. You're so good, God. And relationships, I don't care if it looks impossible. We can just let that fear go away and just see the relationship they desire and feel the relationship they desire. That they can see somebody go, man, I was just wrong, and I love you perfectly. Whatever that is, you start seeing what you truly desire, and how would you feel? How would you feel? If you had that intimate relationship, there's, there's perfect intimacy, there's no weirdness, there's no guilt, there's no shame, there's no games. It's just an amazingly restored relationship that operates in love and grace and complete joy. We just thank you, Father, that that's how it works, and we just give it back to you. That's not our job to figure out how it's going to happen said, if we delight ourselves in you and trust in you and just roll it back to you, that you love us enough and you've designed us to create like that, to really just freely receive what's always been available. We're not getting you to move. We're just agreeing with what you've already made and available to every one of us. And you did it just because you love us that much. In Jesus' magnificent name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Does that help you guys? Yes. I'm telling you, if you do it for a few minutes in the morning, just like Tristan did, he's like, I just, the only thing I have to do is make time to do it, right? And couldn't you guys do that? You could all do it. I'm telling you, how many of you guys have seen miraculous results in a short period of time? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm getting the testimony. So it's, people are going, I have no idea what this is, but this is cool. I didn't, here's what they're usually saying. I didn't realize it would be this fast. Well, you collapse time and space. That's what spirit is. Does that make sense to you guys?